This episode of Let's Meet is brought to you by The Clean. To 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 the clean. Defending against dirt for budgets and spaces big and small. You can reach them at 513-720-3115. Hail the scrub. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Let's meet. Welcome. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Nice to meet you. Hey. Let's meet. Hey, bro. Hi. Hello. On the 26th episode of Let's Meet Part Let's 2 of 3, Jessica paints an apartment, nice. refinishes someone else's hardwood floors, and takes us on her own journey to wealth. We learn about the beginnings of a giving practice, and Tim knows two yoga words. What made you get into the the, the holistic idea, the, the well-being, the all-body-mind-soul-wellness aspect? Type of deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I would tell you, I'd experienced yoga before. I'd gone to it, you know, when... When I was running, yeah, um, gone to hot yoga, and I remember sitting there for you know forty five minutes, sweating cr- like crazy, thinking this has got to be the stupidest thing I've ever let them take me to do. Like uh-huh. I have so much thing, I have so many things to do. Why am I sitting here? And I couldn't appreciate it at that time. But sometime later, a couple of years ago, my father um, fell ill and had dementia and um, had passed away from that, and I had a really difficult time. More than really difficult. Um, I had a really difficult time, you know, navigating my way through his illness, dealing with his death. I had just gotten married for the first time. You know, I was moving houses, and I had never lived with anyone other than my son for, like, what, 37, you know, well, not 37 years, but all the time that he's been alive. Your son is only a year younger than you. (laughs) We didn't establish that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, quite frankly, I just, I had too much on my plate, and uh, I didn't know it. You know, I ended up, over time, becoming an alcoholic during his illness, and eventually, the first week into my brand new marriage, I was diagnosed as bipolar 1. I just had these, gosh, I guess just psychotic breaks, quite frankly. And, you know, for the two years that my dad was ill, I experienced like these highs where I would just be up for days. And I thought that it's like, well, I mean, I would be up for days, but I would also be like crying and whatever. Right. You know, trying to figure out how am I going to navigate this? Like, this is, you know, my dad. And I thought that this was normal, like grieving. I thought, well, you know, any girl that is going to lose her dad and you know, has a really significant relationship. This is this is how this goes. And I, and I wasn't able to sleep. And like I said, I'd have these highs where, you know, one day I just, I painted the entire living room and the entire first floor of the apartment. You know, and within two weeks, I'm like ripping up all the carpet in an apartment that's not mine mm-hmm. and refinishing the floors. And yeah. I'm just, and I just think that it's all of this, you know, anxiety that I have going on, you know, come to find out. That wasn't the case. Like mania was setting in from bipolar one. You kind of go two ways. You can you can go up mm-hmm. or you can go down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tend to swing up, you know, for quite a bit of time. And sleeping pills weren't working, like over the counter sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, slowly I began to, quite frankly, drink myself to sleep. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, because Justin was asleep, and I'm thinking, well, it's just me. You know, this is still not so bad. You know, this is how people grieve. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think when you live in a home with another adult, um, I think that they can notice that you're not coming to bed and your behavior is strange and erratic. And, yeah. And so I went to a treatment center, and uh, that's where I rediscovered just yoga. And I didn't even know what that meant. You know what I mean? At right. that point in time, I just knew that once or twice a week, this woman would come in and see us. And mm-hmm. I remember just experiencing just a little bit of clarity or peace, yeah. or I could just... Relief. 
something. Just, Whatever it was, I hadn't felt it for a really long time. Yeah. And I think there's a, quite an adjustment that I think most people go through that, in addition to obviously you've been diagnosed with this and you have to navigate that, but taking a medicine to make yourself like quote unquote normal. Right. Or to be able to like play well in the sandbox. For mm-hmm. me, that was just, um, that was a little bit hard to, hard to take. Not an option. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't an option because I wanted to find my way back to being well. Right. But I also thought, well, I haven't been this way my mm-hmm. entire life. So, right. you know, there, maybe there's, you know, some, some other path. Yeah. And you um, didn't want it to be chemically dependent. Yeah. I mean, I, we were already struggling, you know, I think in that area anyways. And mm-hmm. so it just kind of made sense. Well, maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be the first option. Right. Um, there were a lot of instances where it's like kind of peeling back layers and taking things off your plate and saying, whoa, there's enough of this or there's enough of work and there's enough yeah. of, you know, I think at that time, women wear a lot of hats. M- men wear a lot of hats too. Let's just. Yeah, but they're, uh, you're, I, they're different hats. They're different hats. Yeah. And I think, you know, at that time, like I said, it was, it was dealing with the loss of my father, Justin's mom, obviously just getting married. I was still working corporate at the time. Mm-hmm. There was a business that was budding, you know, in a different direction at that time. So just all of these things were happening. Yeah. Like all of these huge life stressors. Yeah. I needed to take a time out and like either God or the universe said, listen, you're not hearing the message. So we're going to stop you right now on your yeah. tracks. And so willingly or not, you know, life slowed down a lot. Yeah. Looking back on it now, I'm extremely grateful. Yeah, sure. Um, like, what did that slow down or that stop look like? What was that? A lot of humble pie, I yeah. think. A lot of humble pie. You know, because I think there's this picture of success. I don't know if other people share it, where it's like, if you're so busy, if you have all these activities and you're wearing all of these hats and this is successful and this is good and you're doing the right thing, right? Yeah. And then when all of a sudden, whether willingly or not, you don't have those anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of seeing maybe that's good for you, but you really don't know because your lifestyle is really going to change. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a readjustment of your perspective perspective of yourself and your perspective like what is success to you yeah like and if this was success for me at that time Mm -hmm. you know maybe it doesn't get everyone else there to where I was but this is where it got me yeah so maybe that's not what a successful life for Jessica is maybe it's time to like dial it back and learn how to take care of myself learn coping skills, learn to be okay in my own skin, mm-hmm. learn to find my voice again because it was no longer the voice that it was before, right? There's a whole yeah. new story to carve out. I think I wallowed in that for a little bit, right? I think it was like, I think I wallowed in that for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, and you might be able, you'll be able to attest to this mm-hmm. more than anything, but a lot of, oftentimes I think about the fact that self-realization is one of the most difficult things to be confronted with. Because I, I feel like when I think of self-realization, I don't think about it as a like as a tool. I think about it as a confrontation. The people that I know who have experienced that self-realization, it's, they, they describe it as a smack in the face. Is that kind of what you went through, or is it a thing that you kind of always were aware of? I think, quite frankly, a lot of us were really aware Right. We're aware of who we are. Of mm-hmm. course, like at the end of the day, can we admit it to ourselves? Right. Can we 
you know, or is there something that's going to allow us to be that vulnerable with ourselves or with others, right? right. Sometimes it happens in early in life. Sometimes it, it never happens, you know, or sometimes it happens here. I don't know if it's a smack in the face. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, I think it's a test of resilience, um, just kind right of depending on. on what you see yeah. in the mirror. I do think now, though, it's a tool, right? And it's not yeah. a tool where I beat myself over the head with it and say, gosh, well, you're not good enough at this or you haven't done that. You know, yeah. it's... It's more of, well, can you take a different perspective? Or can you, I talk to myself a little bit more kind, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the negative real. I don't think that's going on in my head now. It's, mm -hmm. it's okay, well, how can I change the conversation? Or, and I know some of this stuff's going to sound cheesy, but I no. swear it's just that basic. It's like, if I have a bad day and then I see somebody that's on the side of the street and maybe I have a dollar, maybe I have 50 cents, maybe I have $50. Right. Like, and I know that they're asking him for food. Like, there's just nothing in my world that is that terrible, right? Like, mm -hmm. I can still, like, do something kind for somebody else. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I'm saying? Like, it's Absolutely. just these basic things. I think it's just dialing life back really basic. Really, really thinking about what the essence of everything is. Mm -hmm. Because you, I mean, your father passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom passed away a couple of years ago, so and it shouldn't it shouldn't take that experience for us to finally realize there's a lot more going on here than just trying to accomplish all these goals while we're here. There's there's an underlying current of life itself, but I, I feel like I think about this a lot that we shouldn't let those things dictate finding ourselves and finding what our, our maybe our purpose is or, or or maybe what our enjoyment is i mean should or shouldn't like i try not to use like should or shouldn't or right or wrong in that instance mm -hmm. but i think it's like it's it's the environment that we're in it's the society that we're in right i mean it's it's very much yeah. a norm like it's it's not the norm to to think so basic that makes um, sense you know quite frankly uh but yeah i think when you lose a parent right um, and I, th and I think only other people that have lost like a parent or both kind of get that, like this shift, like there are just things that are no longer exist for you as a human being, yeah. you know, with that, with that loss. And I think it just really does some, does some soul searching. Mm -hmm. It just breaks things down. I think, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it does. Yeah. I, I felt really, um, you know, your dad. You can always go home, right? Like, yeah. no matter what happens, right? Like, mm -hmm. mom and you can just, you can always go home. Things will be fixed. Um, so I think there's a little bit of a sense of security, like, safety that was lost there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, too, just in terms of, like, finding my voice, it wasn't necessarily a very public, per se, thing in terms of me you know, being diagnosed and maybe some of the outbursts were a little bit public, at least on our street. <laughs> um, you know, to go from a person that's consistently out in the community and meeting with people and connecting and, you know, to kind of just like disappear from that and disappear from a business. It's like, okay, well, where's she been? And what's going on? And the experience too, in trying to get help for, you know, myself or our family, that was a really interesting system to navigate and so I felt like I needed to utilize my voice a little bit to kind of tell that story yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily my story I know it's so hard to get help but it's like there are a lot of people that you know to one degree or another you know are suffering from a mental illness and it could be severe and or or, or not necessarily but 
I mean, for that individual, it's it's a lot. And yeah. I was white, or I am white, <laughs> uneducated, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, middle class. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to get through this system to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of shame, quite frankly, that, uh, you know, uh, I think comes with mental illness and addiction, period. Mm-hmm. And so just like, you know, really having to dig and find those resources. And it made me think a lot about, well, okay, people that don't have the same opportunities that I have. If it took me six months to be able to get to see a psychiatrist and get medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows what can happen in that six months? Now I had support, right? I had the church and all these other different things and yeah. family. Mm-hmm. But if somebody doesn't have this, you know, network of support. For sure. I mean, you know, it's yeah. likely you're going to, you know, spiral. Yeah. And so that... I think that leads us into your your new venture. Let, do you do you feel comfortable calling it a business? Well, I don't just yet, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's been. I mean, I should right. I should own that, but it's just. Uh, well, I mean, because when you when you describe when you're telling a story. To me, it looks less like a business, but it looks it, it feels more like a resource. And I think that's what your ultimate goal is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To, to be a resource more than anything else. I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, uh, I don't think you set out in, in per se in the yoga world to... Money's not your driver, let's say that, right? And, yeah. I, and I think business is good and it's, it's healthy to have business, you know, but you, I also think there's uh, something to using business as a force for good. You mean yoga's not a get-rich scheme? I mean, I don't... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I can tell by your hat that you yoga. have money. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fitted hat. It's yeah. not. Oh my gosh, you guys can see this. Um, it doesn't I mean, fit, I just, but it's fitted. It does fit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love this raggedy thing. It looks great. You know, I think really a giving practice just started out as like, here's my experience. And I met a lot of great people and I got a lot of great help and like, I'm sure everybody has a journey, but these are the things that helped me, and they helped yeah. me a lot. And, and it's like not just the movement of yoga, but it's you know reassessing the things that I'm putting in my body, not only medicine but food. And that's not to say that you know that's the path for everyone, but mm-hmm. also we live in a society of accumulate, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And I can probably say that there was a time that like if it wasn't alcohol, I'm sure I was like buying something, yeah, you know, okay. to like fill some void or to you know because I thought I needed it. Yeah. Um, and they're just all these little things I learned along the way that helped me to get better slowly. And I just think that there's other people that if it could be helpful, great. You know, it's like take what you need and leave the rest. Yeah. But I don't know that it's like the option that people are reaching for first or giving to others first. And so I just, why not spend my day doing something that keeps me aligned physically and mentally, emotionally and mm-hmm. spiritually. And if you know, it so happens I can share that with other people and they as well. Yeah. You know, come to a place of like healing or focus or whatever their you know, whatever their driver or mission is. Then mm-hmm. I don't know, why not do that? What does the curriculum I guess look like for a giving practice? So for people that would come and practice with me, right for the last year it's been like just kind of community and you come and you bring a canned good and mm-hmm. it's either going to go to NAMI or it's going to go to Tender Mercies downtown. Mm-hmm. But we'll spend an hour together typically. This kind of has shifted a little bit, but there's still a big community piece. You know, but typically it involves meditation. 
you know, it involves it involves the physical practice of yoga, mm-hmm. and it involves breathing techniques. And so, you know, linking all that together, it just does a lot. Yeah. You know, for it just does a lot for clarity. It does a lot for regulating your emotions. It does a lot for, you know, how do you handle stress when it's not only introduced on the yoga mat, right, but when it's introduced out in the world. Yeah. And so there's all different types of um, practices, you know, in terms of yoga. I would tell you I'm really passionate about, like, the beginner, like, basic space. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of where we're going with this? Like, what happens in a – or are we not going with this? Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should see his face right now. Um, it's available on Instagram for the low price of nothing. <laughs> I think that's what you're asking. Like, what are the areas that I'm passionate about in terms of sharing yoga with other people? Yes, please. Okay, sorry. Gosh. Um, I would say, like, the yoga beginner basics because I think, like, there's the widest reach there, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many people that think that yoga isn't for them because their mind can't slow down or their but mind But that, that would be the people who would need it, right, if their mind can't slow down. But I think it would be quite helpful. You know, <laughs> okay. it was for me. I mean, mine just goes and goes. But your mind's never going to be still, just FYI. Yeah. Um, I know that, that we can all think that, um, you know, that's the perception. That's not necessarily. But it's like these mental modifications, the negative, you know, thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that we can quiet mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so just like beginner yoga basics, I felt really passionate about just because farthest reach, right? Yeah. Um, so just child's pose for like an hour? <laughs> That's what's him. It's not really that bad. <laughs> it's not really, really that bad, actually. And that, that kind of, that's the limit of my yoga knowledge. That's okay. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to say you, Shavasana. There you go. Oh my gosh, look at these words he knows. Uh, and child's pose. See? I'm telling you, <laughs> you're it. an expert. That's all you really need to know. You're ready. <laughs> I'm well past beginner. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Let's Meet podcast. On the next episode of Let's Meet, Jessica does rogue trunk yoga. We all discuss our diets and why we have them. For more information, please visit our website at letsmeetpodcast.com and please subscribe. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Hello. Bonjour. Let's hey, meet. what you doing? Hey, hello. <laughs>